where is the justice? Where are my people? Crying out from the graves. Justice is not served. Justice is not heard. Who is fighting for my brothers and sisters? Who cares for my race? When I am locked up or thrown to the ground, when I have my knee put in my neck, who hears my cries? Do you, my brother or sister in Christ Jesus, do you hear the justice system calling your name? Do you trust that they will take care of you? Will you stand for the flag and pledge allegiance to this country? When people who were made by the hands of Almighty God are thrown to the ground, breathing the air that is left in their lungs. I can't breathe, I can't breathe. Do you hear his cries from beneath the earth crying out to God? Where is the justice? Where is the justice for my family? Where is the justice for my black people? Are you fighting? Are you standing alone? Are we gonna stand united in Christ Jesus? Who is fighting for my brother? Who is fighting for my sister? I don't trust the government. I don't trust the system. Who will protect me? I only trust in Almighty God. He is my justice system. He will avenge. He will take heed on those who do not see that they are created in Christ Jesus. Who is fighting for what is right? Who will stand up for the justice of God? Who is fighting for what God created, made in the image of God? Who is fighting for me? Welcome back to another episode of After the Storm Comes a Rainbow. I'm your host, Alicia. Welcome back. How is everyone doing today? I hope everyone is doing well. I know it's been such a long time. We have all been in quarantine. And so we are just going to be talking a little bit about something that's really just been on my heart this morning. I went and worked out today and um, I was at the gym and... I looked up, I literally had no idea that this had happened in Minneapolis. There was this black man, his name is George Floyd, and this man is in Minneapolis, and the police had put their knee into this man's neck while they were arresting him, and I believe that's how he died. They were putting so much pressure onto his trachea that it probably got crushed and it doesn't take much from being crushed from your trachea. I used to be in nursing school. And so, um, I know exactly like it doesn't take a lot of pressure to crush something. And you got the hardest part on your body, the knees and the elbows, and you've got someone pressing their knee into your throat. And the guy was saying that he couldn't breathe. Literally, I'm going to read you the, the statement. Uh, the things have changed since then, but this is what it says. An FBI investigation is underway 
and four officers have been fired following a fatal encounter Monday between Minneapolis police and an unarmed 46-year-old black man named George Floyd. Attempt, according to Minneapolis police, the encounter between Floyd and officers happened just after 8 p.m. Monday when police were called to the 3700 block of Chicago Avenue south of a report of a man attempting to use forged documents at Cup Foods. WCCO asked the store manager about the police call, but they declined to comment. Officers found Floyd in a car at the scene. He appeared intoxicated, police say. Officers ordered him to get out of the car. After he got out, he physically resisted officers. Police spokesman John Elder told reporters early Tuesday, officers were able to get the suspect into handcuffs and officers noticed that the man was going into medical distress. An ambulance brought Floyd to Hennepin Healthcare where he later died, police say. Overnight video of the attempted arrest circulated on social media and it gives who it was posted by. The nine-minute video shows a white officer pressing his knee into Floyd's neck behind a squad car, and I heard that this went on for seven minutes. The video is nine minutes long, and I heard that him pressing into his neck was for seven whole minutes. So imagine that. While laying face down on the road, Floyd repeatedly groans, and he says he can't breathe. He's not even resisting arrest right now, bro. One bystander tells the white officer as he, his partner in the video, you're effing stopping his breathing right now. You think that's cool? After about five minutes, Floyd stops moving and appears unconscious. People in the gathering crowd plead for the officers to check Floyd's pulse. The officer on Floyd's neck does not lift his knee until medical personnel arrive and carry him to the ambulance. Charles McMillan says he saw it all happen. There's a black man who died and it could have been prevented because all he had to do was get his foot off his neck, McMillan said. Another witness, nine-year-old Judea Reynolds spoke to WCCO with her mother present, Diva Reynolds. All the adults kept saying, get off him, Judea Reynolds said. They came and and woke me up. And the only thing my daughter could tell me is, Mom, they had his knee on his neck and they killed him, Diva Reynolds said. CBS News acquired video of Floyd's initial arrest, which seems to uh, contradict the claim that he resisted arrest, at least in the early stages of their encounter. Wow. There's just so many tweets going out about this right now. This is literally what's going on in our country um, in America. And it just makes me so sick. And I'm so tired of this. Um, as a black woman in America and having two mixed children and having to explain to them how things like this happen. And it could have been my dad. It could have been my brother, you know, my brothers, it could have been anyone, my cousins. People just don't understand if they're not black, if they don't have to walk around in America with black skin they don't understand. I just don't think that people get it. I don't think they understand or they they get what's going on. Leaders in Minnesota are calling for the officers involved to be held accountable. 
Um, Rep. Omar, who represents Minneapolis, called for the Department of Justice to investigate immediately. It is sickening to watch this man be killed while helplessly begging for help, she said in a statement. Governor Tim Waltz and uh, Lieutenant Governor Peggy Flanagan also uh, reacted to the incident, calling the video disturbing and demanding justice. The lack of humanity in this disturbing video is sickening. We will get answers and seek justice, Waltz said. At a Tuesday morning press conference, Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Frey spoke bluntly about the graphic video, which has circulated widely online. Being black in America should not be a death sentence, Frey said. What we saw is horrible, completely and utterly messed up. Attorney Ben Crump, who is representing Floyd's family, says the officer's unjust use of force over a nonviolent charge cost Floyd his life. He released this statement to the media Tuesday evening, firing these officers was a good first step on the road to justice for George Floyd, but we need to make sure that the mayor and the police chief fix the, po the policies and training deficiencies that permitted this unlawful killing to occur. For four, sorry, it says for four police officers to inflict this kind of unnecessary lethal force or watch it happen, despite outcry from witnesses who are recording the violence demonstrates a breakdown in training and police by the city. Today, George Floyd's family is having to explain to his children why their father was executed by police on video. It's essential that the city closely examines and changes its policing policies and training procedures to correct the lack of proper field supervision. The use of appropriate non-lethal restraint techniques, the ability to recognize medical signs associated with the restriction of airflow, and the legal duty to seek emergency medical care and to stop a civil rights violation on Tuesday afternoon, the officer of lawyer Tom Kelly confirmed that they were representing one of the officers involved in the case and confirmed his identity as Derek Chauvin. The identities of the officers, the other officers involved have not been released. At the Tuesday morning press conference, alongside the mayor, Minneapolis police chief, um, Madaria Arondado, I don't know, who fired the four officers involved did not address the video specifically, but did say that they that he received information from the community that prompted him to reach out to the FBI. The investigation is now being led by uh, federal authorities with help from the Minneapolis Bureau of Criminal Appre uh, Apprehension. Officials from the FBI Minneapolis Division released a statement Tuesday afternoon saying, in part, the investigation will focus on whether the Minneapolis Police Department officers involved willfully deprived the individual of a right of privilege pr uh, protected by the Constitution of laws in the United States. I mean, I think it's pretty freaking clear that they he was he was prevented to get the help that he needed because he was getting crushed by the police officer with his knee on his neck. I mean, just touch your neck right now. I'm touching my neck right now as I'm speaking and just pushing onto my, my trachea area with my hand as gently as I can causes a little bit of tension and a little bit of pain. Like it's not, 
it doesn't take a genius to understand what this guy was actually doing. It was like he, in the video even, he was looking up at the camera and digging his knee in more. That's what's even more sickening. Like the fact that he's like, I'm still going to get away with this. Because even if he did lose his job, it's like he doesn't have justice because he, he wasn't charged with a crime. The guy, he died. He was murdered by the police. And I don't think that people are getting that, that I know people are getting that, like people that are outraged and but other people that are like, well, I just don't understand. And it's because they don't have their eyes open to what's really going on in America. And they're like, why are they not standing for the American flag? Don't they, don't they care about their country? People are fighting. Don't you think there's black men and black women that are in the military that are fighting? You know that as I speak and I say this, both of my brothers have served in the military. I was married to a man in the military, my son's dad. And it just shows like all these different things that people that aren't in the military don't understand. Because if you're in the military and you're part of that lifestyle and you're part of that um, community, you know what it's really like to be living in the military. You know what it's like to be giving your life to the military and doing whatever it is that they want, whatever it is that they say, they come first. Your family doesn't come first. It's not like um, here where, you know, you're a civilian and it's like, well, you know, we have, you know, God first and then our family and then, you know, whatever else, church. and But no, in the military, it's the military is first. And if they can argue and say that it's any other way, it's not. It's it's the military's first. Whatever the military wants, the military gets. Whatever the military asks for, the military gets. That's just how it is. And it's not, I'm not knocking the military. Of course I'm not. You know I'm not. I am just literally trying to open up the eyes of people that may not have been in the military, that don't understand what life is really like. And that they can't sit there and say, oh, well, black people just don't uh, respect the, the flag. It doesn't have anything to do with the flag. And I'm so proud that um, LeBron James posted about it saying, and some other athletes posted about it saying, this is why. It's not anything to do with the American flag. It has everything to do with the injustice in this country. The injustice against our black people or against my black people, because, you know, I can sit here and talk to my husband who was white all day long about injustice in America. And he can agree with me because he's seen it firsthand. People being racist to me whenever they don't even think that I'm with him. Chad will be in front of me in line and um, we'll be, um, I'll have like my stuff. Chad will have like some things in his hand. He'll put his stuff down and I'll have the basket, of course. And then I'll start putting stuff up there. I've had several, several um, supermarket people, women, men, whoever say to me, uh, ma'am, no, it's not your turn. He goes first. And my husband literally has to look at them and say, she's with me. And they're like, oh, okay. Like, instead of being like, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I didn't know. Oh, blah, blah, blah. They're just like, oh, okay. Like, okay. And I'm like, seriously, like you can't even give a, a genuine apology. Like it, that shouldn't even come out of your mouth. First of all, especially if I'm like, obviously putting stuff up there, he's putting stuff up there and I'm unloading the cart. Like, 
wouldn't you just automatically assume, oh, they're together? Not like, ma'am, ma'am, you need to stop unloading your cart because this this white man that has privilege is is going um, before you. Like, <laughs> I just literally just can't. And, you know, some of you may be a little turned off by that. You may have already clicked off this podcast and been like, I just can't deal with her today. But you know what? I have to deal with this every single day that I go out into the grocery store, into the mall, into shopping places. Anytime I go to events with my children, anytime I go anywhere, I have to deal with that. I have to deal with people looking at me because I'm black, being like, oh, is she going to do this or is she going to do that? And I don't, I mean, it's just, it's hilarious because it's like, you know that like, we pay taxes, right? Like, it's just, it's just. Even if, even if we didn't, even if we got a stimulus check or got this or got that, it's like, does it really matter? Does it really? Because I'm going to tell you what God says. You know, I've really been on my, my, my rampant today. I just feel like I've just been going rampant with this because I'm just so enraged. Maybe it's because I just found out and I was like, somebody has to do something about this. Like, I know there's got to be people out there talking about this. Like, I haven't even checked social media yet about this, except for when I pulled it up because I wanted to know the story. And I am just outraged. I am just beside myself because it just seems like there was just another man. There was just another black man that that lost his life into to the America, to the world. That's another black man. That's oh, just another black man lost his life to the police. Well, what do you think he was doing? Well, the police said he was resisting arrest. I guess he was resisting arrest, you know? And it's like they believe anything that the police tell them. But now there's so much technology out there that they can't hide. They can't hide from the truth. And the truth will set you free. And now, you know, we've got all of this technology. And now it's all over social media. And, you know, I'm really glad that somebody is trying to step up and trying to say, look at the injustice, like LeBron James and some of those other um, ball players that are, that have the authority to stand up and say, hey, look at what's going on. This is not right. Like we are black athletes. And if I wasn't a black athlete and got pulled over by the police, I could be treated a different type of way. And that's what I don't think that America gets. The America where you are to be, um, what, um, we, I'm sorry, I always say it wrong in my house because that's how it is in our house. You're innocent until proven guilty, but if you're black, you're guilty until proven innocent. And that's just the facts. That's just how it is. And not to try to be biased or whatever it is, but that's just life. That's how it is. It seems like it shouldn't be that way. Like, it seems like it's always been that way since I was a child and to grow up in that that atmosphere where it's like I always have to watch what I say or watch what I do because I'm black because I'm different because people might be afraid of me which is hilarious first of all because um I know some actual white people that I'm more afraid of than any other black person on the street and I'm just like I don't even get it like I don't understand and it's like I guess whenever you are raised in a town or in a place where you don't really know any ethnicities or there's not anyone of color, you can kind of have that bias and not even know that you have it. 
And you can be racist and not even know you're racist. And I know that sounds so bizarre, but I look at my husband and, you know, thank God, you know, that I did pray for him before I met him. And I knew that I was supposed to marry Chad, but thank God that, that our union is so tight knitted that even his parents who don't even probably realize that they're racist because they're so dang biased that they, um, have these preconceptions of who they think I am because of the color of my skin, which I think is really sad because I'm like, you don't even take the time to even get to know me. And, you know, even when I say that to my husband, he's like, Alicia, they don't even take the time to get to know me either. Like, like, don't get offended. Don't get mad. I'm like, I like, how could you not though? You know? And it's like, your mom brings in like other people that aren't even family members to try to be family, but she doesn't even try to get to know us who are your family. And that's, I think what really rubs us the wrong way. And it's so hard. And it's like, we only go up there once a year. And even then it's like, it's a fight. It's a battle to even go up there. It's like, we're just like, we don't want to go. Like no one wants to go up there. And he's like begging us to go. And Next thing you know, we're in the car going and we're all in a bad mood. And it's not even because we don't love him or we don't love his family. It's because the atmosphere is just so biased and it's so hateful and just so they don't even realize it. You know, they don't even realize that they're carrying that. And, you know, I wish I could defend like every person like that. Like, oh, they're just so biased. They just don't understand. But you know what? There comes a time when you have to take that biasness and just let it go. Just let it go at the wayside, you know, because Jesus is like, Jesus says in the word of God, it says, how can you hate a brother or a sister in Christ who you see, but you claim to love God who you cannot see? And if that's the case, you're a liar and the truth is not in you. And when I read that verse, I think, whoa, God, like you really wrapped every little thing, every little detail into the word of God. And it's almost like they have no way out because you can't be biased and not acknowledge if you are racist or even if you're like, oh, I don't know, I I could kind of be a little prejudiced. But I mean, like you, the question is, this is how you know if you're biased or if you're just prejudiced or whatever. If you want to know, if you're like, I'm not prejudiced, I'm not racist, I'm not biased. If you're a white person, because I'm black and your child is white and they come home and they say, I'm getting married and it's to a black person, how would you respond? Now, if your first response is, oh, I would be happy. Oh, I wouldn't mind. You might be a little bit biased. If you're like, oh, I don't care because I want my child to be happy, then that's how you know you're not racist. Because if you're like, oh, I wouldn't mind or, oh, I'd be happy, but like, I'd be okay. Like, that's okay. Like, that's not really fully being like, I just want my child to be happy. And as long as they take care of my child, I don't care. Like, that's, that's what's more important is the, the heart, the heart of a person and their character and who they actually are inside, not the outside. Just like Jesus, he always says the outside of the cup doesn't need to be cleaned. It's the inside of the cup. And most people, they can grasp onto certain types of Bible verses, but they can't seem to grasp onto 
the hard ones, the ones where, you know, people are out getting tattoos and people are out doing this or, and they, they want to get mad because they're doing those things and they're Christian. Well, it's not the outside of the cup that needs to be cleaned. It's the inside. Like you can't sit there and say that it's all this or it's all that. It's all one way. It's, it, it's, it's about Jesus and it's about love, but you also have to love one another as yourself. And it's like, maybe that's it. Maybe that's the key. If you're not loving yourself, you're not going to be able to love anybody else. But how much does that love pour out into other people? Because if you're treating one race a certain type of way and another one a different type of way, that lets you know that you're biased or racist. Now, this is probably the hardest um, podcast I've ever had to do or that I've ever wanted to do because I can't sit here and not say anything after watching that on on video, on the news and not get outraged, not get upset and not feel like, like I can't say anything. Like, of course I can. I have a voice. God gave me a voice. I'm going to speak and I'm going to stand up for what's right. And you know what? God will avenge him. He will avenge. He will bring out justice regardless, you know, whether it's now or later, people are always like, Oh, well, you know, Jesus forgives. Jesus does forgive. But I also know what the word of God says. Like if you hate a brother or sister in Christ Jesus, like I just said, and you claim to love God who you don't see, but you hate your brother or sister in Christ who you do see, then you're a liar and God is not in you. And I don't think people understand that because they're like, oh, well, um, they believe in God. They go to church. They do this. They believe in Jesus. They go to church. And it's like, okay. If you believe in Jesus as your Lord and Savior, wouldn't you treat people the way that Jesus wants you to treat them? Wouldn't you treat people in such a kind way, such a kind manner, even if you are a police officer, because that's what's right. That's justice. That's how the system should be ran. Not putting your knee into someone's neck because you want to. Because you think I'm going to get away with it regardless of what happens. Even if I lose my job, I'm still going to get away with it. Maybe I'll get, I'll get leave. Maybe I'll get this. Like, I don't know what man was thinking, but he obviously did not think. Even, even when the man was saying, I can't breathe, he dug in deeper. That's what's so sickening. That's what's so heartening, like so despicable. And it makes me so eerie and so just uh, about police officers. And that's what's so sad is that I shouldn't have to feel that way, especially whenever I'm driving in my own vehicle or going to my kid's event or going wherever and feeling like, oh, my gosh, like I don't even feel like waving at the police because they don't they don't care about me. They don't care about my child. Like it's hard to live in America and you're at a school event and they want you to put your hand on your heart. My allegiance is not to the flag. My allegiance is to Jesus Christ. Regardless of the country that I'm in, my allegiance is to God Almighty. It's not to the country. It's not to the flag. My country that I live in does not care about me. Why would I pledge allegiance to a country that doesn't love me? That's what I don't get. It's like, if you're in an unstable relationship with someone, are you going to pledge your allegiance to them? 
That's a question that I think a lot of us need to ask. If we're in an unstable relationship with someone and they say, you, this, these, are, these are the outlines of my rules. These are the outlines of my whatever you want to call them. Like, this is what I need from you. These are the laws. These are, these are my boundaries. These are the things that I expect from you. But then if I, as, that, as a person in, in that relationship, breaks a boundary or breaks one of those laws and that person decides to murder me, right? I'm just trying to be honest. I'm just trying to, trying to give you a scenario. Say I'm in a relationship and, I mean, because it could be. I mean, he broke one of the laws. He was doing forgery, but still, you know, he did not deserve to lose his life. Do you know what I mean? That wasn't something that he deserved to do. But you're not going to sit there and, and be like, oh, yeah, well, that's, that's justice. Like, if a man murders his wife because she was cheating on him or out doing something or other, whatever it is. But that's what people in America try to make it seem like that America is a relationship that you have to pledge your allegiance to, that you have to be loyal to. But they're not loyal to us, black people, to my black people, to black people in general. And it's hard for me to be like, yeah, I support you. I, I, I'm behind you. Yeah, no, I'm behind the black men, the black women, the white men, the white women in the military. I'm behind the military. I'm not behind the American flag when it does, when people don't realize that this is, this is it. It's not just about, it's not just about a flag hitting the ground. It's about the people hitting the ground. It's about the people that are on the ground being beat down into the pavement by police officers, not just just white police officers. When's the last time you heard about a white man getting murdered or being killed by the police? I would love someone to send that to me in my DMs, Lifestyle by Alicia, find me, DM me that information. Because I would love to understand what is really going on. Because I don't see it. All I see week after week, month after month, year after year, is another black man dead by the hands of the police. It's so sad. It's like, it's almost like Cain and Abel. You know, it just, oh, it just, it just makes me so upset. It makes me so upset. Because if that would have been a white man, Oh, he would have been in the back of the police officer in the back of the police car. No problem. They would have taken him, probably had a few laughs and taken him to the, to get booked. But because he was a black man, they had to throw him on the ground, do extra stuff, put their knee in his neck. And it just makes me sick. And I know this has gone on and on and on for so long, but honestly, I, I just have a lot to say. I have so much more to say. But I don't want to just keep talking about this. I don't want to keep going on, but I can't help it. So the more this story unfolds, the more you're going to hear about it. And I will list it in above in the title. If you want to click on, praise be, glory to God, and I will just raise a hallelujah. And I hope and pray that everyone will open their eyes and become awake to what's really injustice in America. And I'll be like, yes, 
glory to God that we are actually seeing some change. But until then, like, I don't know. I really honestly don't know. I, this isn't even what my podcast is about. I, I talk about Christian things in the Bible, Christian stories, Bible stories. I don't even know. I'm just so upset. I'm so sad. I can't even understand. It just makes me so sad thinking about it could have been my, it could have been my child. It could have been my brothers. It could have been my dad. That's what's sad. People don't get it if they're not black. They don't understand what it's like. They can't understand. They cannot. Lord Jesus, Heavenly Father, I just pray, Father God, over this family. I pray, Father God, that you will just be with them and that you will just give them peace. I pray, Father God, that in the midst of that peace, God, that you not only will do that, but bring justice. Bring justice that needs to be served because they cannot get away with murder. This has gone on way too long in this country and we need justice. We need the hands of God to be all over this. And we need everyone in the entire world to understand that God still justifies those that have been torn down to pieces. That he is still fighting for us. That our life matters. That we don't have to sit here in this pain alone that God feels our pain that he feels the things that we feel whenever we have to go to the store I just pray that God will just bring justice upon this family and bring rest because his blood cries out from the grave I just pray I just pray that God will just bring healing in this situation even though they can't bring him back I pray God will bring healing to nations to know that the police can't get away with murder just because they have a badge that they are held accountable for their actions and that we matter black lives do matter in Jesus name I pray Amen.